Hi, and welcome to the Kung Fu Equation, your solution to living a kick-butt life. This is episode number three. I'm Jose Johnson, and I'm joined as always by my partner in crime, Mr. Justin Flinner. What's up, Justin? I am awesome. How you doing, Jose? You ready? Oh, man. I'm always ready. I'm always ready. <laughs> That's you know, right. I... And I'm just so happy to be able to talk with you. Uh, you know, over the years, we've had a lot of shared experiences, a lot of shared adventures. And one of the things that always comes up when uh, we start to recount our tales of all of the rigors of our training, all of the hours of sweat, all of the money that we've piled into our tournaments and trips and workshops and uh-huh. And as we've uh, even gone on to bigger and better things in our lives, and, and you know, we're constantly pushing the envelope, we're constantly pushing ourselves, the question people always ask is, why do you do that? So, Justin, what is your big why? <laughs> this is such an awesome question. Um, I, I, I'm laughing because I use this question so much whenever... Uh, I'm either treating patients or whether I'm teaching in the classroom. I ask this question a lot, not expecting to get a, a response from everybody immediately, but because the question holds so much power. It's just a few words like, what is your why? What, do you, what gets you out of bed every morning? So for me to answer that, um, it took me a long time to really come to understand and it, I really started to put the pieces together after uh, my kids were born because I figured out that the reason I get up every day, the reason I do what I do every single day is ultimately because I want to build a better life for the next generation. I want right. to build a better life for my kids I want to build a better life for the people who will live longer than me, for their children, for their children's children. I never do anything selfishly. So some other people may think otherwise when they see what I do and how often I do things. But I will tell you, and you can call me on it at any point or question me about it, but I never do anything for myself because I always believe that my why is connected to the next person. So whoever I'm interacting with in the treatment room, whoever my students are, and ultimately my children. I want my children to grow up in a world that I know that I help to make a better place for them. That's my why. pretty big why you know it, I, I think that it, it scares a lot of people and especially when when you start talking about things like legacy and and contributing and changing the world yeah and a better place and it things does. like that it's like how in the world can i make the world a better place and you know, it just starts with just doing your job man you know just showing up for for yourself showing up for your family showing up for your friends showing up for the people that you work with or work for you know right. and and it's just those small contributions that create the bigger change so uh, i, I right. was like uh, you know the the gandhi quote you know uh, 
be the change uh, that you wish to see in the world. And I think that people shortchange the power that one individual has, but you know that it's that why you know when you really are driven by that very clear man. I'm here to make a difference. Uh, I'm here to accomplish this. This, and and as you yeah. said, it, it doesn't have to be selfish. But there is a level of selfishness to it, but not not a negative kind of selfishness, not a greedy kind of, you know, I want all this stuff so that I have all the toys, I have all the marbles. It's the, the, the idea that, you know, if I take care of myself, if I make myself the best possible me I can be, both in terms of my health, my relationships, my wealth, then the, my knowledge, my skills, the better I can become, then the better equipped I am at helping others to reach their potential so I mean, yeah kind of that's me right on that one. yeah absolutely because i mean i wouldn't be able to tell other people what to do if i didn't practice what i preach so for me to tell a patient to uh, do something different in their life if i'm not actually doing that myself or if i haven't done it before then who am i really to say that that is the the quote-unquote best thing for them so you don't really want to take advice from someone who obviously is not doing what they're saying uh, take a doctor for example who obviously wouldn't take care of their own health they're uh, severely obese obviously eating maybe like fried chicken and not exercising at all but they show up in the room and they say to you oh you need to lose some weight <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> yeah. okay all right hypocrite um, I mean, what, what, what do you do in that situation? So uh, me personally, it's, uh, yeah, I have to do exactly what I uh, am telling other people to do. So there is, I guess you can consider it a level of selfishness, but I know that if I don't take care of myself, that I will not be able to fulfill my why. So I don't do the things for myself just for myself. I don't say I want to go weightlift because I want to be 10 times bigger than I am and that's all I want to do in my life. If I want to do that, there is a reason underneath why. So I believe that every individual, no matter what why they come up with, there's always another layer. So even the layers that I have peeled mine down to, I still think there's some things that are underneath that I will slowly discover over the next years of my life yeah yeah absolutely and i think that go ahead go ahead yeah now i was going to say that uh uh, there's a process that i use and i I call it the y5 yeah it's because it sounds kind of cool uh but Mm -hmm. you know when you're like for helping people with goal setting or any kind of uh development of plans for for change in their life is to ask the question why you know so someone says hey Justin I, I want to lose weight and you know my first question you know would be why and that gets you to the next layer and the if the answer is like well you know I feel like I, I need to lose 20 pounds well why do you need to lose 20 pounds well because right I can't fit in my pants well yeah. Why isn't you know, and just keep going on until you get to the real reason. And sometimes it's uh, a like, you know, for the, the case of someone wanting to lose weight, uh, the the truth of it may be that there's some self-esteem issues because it's like, well, you know, I I, I want 
I want people to look at me and find me attractive, or I, yeah. you know, I I always feel like I always run the food when I'm feeling insecure and I, I can't do that anymore. So you can always get to this deeper level, and once you identify what the the root cause is, it's just like you know, with with plants in a garden. If you can get to the root and you can pull that root, then that's the way you kill the weed. You just can't pluck at the leaves and expect it to go away. So getting to those deeper whys. Yeah, we're searching for something. It's literally like that, uh, the plant that you just said, the root of it is something that is underground that you cannot see, but you know that it nourishes everything above ground. So it's there for a reason, but we take it for granted. We just enjoy everything that is visible to us in our lives. So we, we have to take the time for ourselves as individuals to really analyze how is the root structure of the reason we are alive. For everything that we have grown in our life, where is it actually coming from? So this nature of uh, really getting to the answer of why can seem a little bit scary only because it's uncharted territory. Yeah, yeah, it's the you know, the questions that we we avoid answering, and that's why I like why I like doing uh, a, you know a five step or even a ten step process because you know, you eventually come to that point where it's like you know a little you know, the the arguments that that uh, parents have with kids sometimes you know it's like Daddy, I want ice cream. And you say no. And the kid says why, and you say because. You know, and when it comes to that, yeah, exactly. that final because, exactly. you know, I, that's and that's the truth. And the reason they can't have it is because you said they can't have it. So I think um, I do that every other night, Jose. I think I, have, I think I have that back and forth. I'm like playing ping pong with my kids just to get them to understand that no, yeah. you already ate dinner, you already had a snack, and it's eight thirty. It's bedtime. But I want ice cream. You can't have it. No. Why? Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and, yep. and that's and that's the conversation that uh, we have to have with ourselves. I think when we're when we're trying to make any kind of breakthrough in our lives, right. it's, it's getting down to that that fundamental why. And and to me, that fundamental why is at the end of the day is because I said so. It's That's when I right. say that to me, it's like, because this is what I want, this is what I'm choosing, this is what I'm committing to. Yeah, when, when, when I, you understand the why, the answer to that question, the because I said so part makes sense. Yeah. Because you, you know why. the layers. You know, you got to get to that, yeah. that, that last one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's like when you ask an adult the why question, like, why are you doing this? Their mind is turning at the speed of a child because they don't know. I don't. I don't mean that in a way that I mean like I'm calling names or anything like that. But I mean it in the sense of they don't think about it as often as say people like we do. So they don't have a good concrete answer to that question. So they're thinking, well, just because. I mean, I, I just do it just because I do it, and that's the answer that I usually hear. So right. Sometimes I'll take that question to the next level, and I will say. What is it that you could do that you cannot do now 
by fulfilling such and such goal. So take weight loss, for example. If you lost weight, what would that allow you to do that you couldn't do now? And they think about that question. And more often than not, there is another person or a group of people, say their kids, for example, that are involved in that answer. It's like, well, I'm not able to go hiking with my kids and they always want to go hiking. So the answer is not necessarily they want to lose weight. The why is sometimes connected to they just want to be able to spend more time with their family doing the things that they all love to do. Right. So once they can understand and this is just one example we're not saying that everyone out there needs to lose weight or they're only focused on this aspect of their health but once they're able to do that then they are fulfilling something that they know will allow them to live their life not just better but they themselves will feel fulfilled and it will be much easier so much easier for them to achieve that goal You know, I see this a lot with uh, with people. Like for for the years that I was teaching Tai Chi uh, on a on a daily basis when I was running my martial arts school, you know, I would often ask people, "Why were you training? You know, why are you here?" And mm-hmm. it's so important for people to be able to answer that question because that dictates the approach that I needed to take as a coach to help them achieve their goals. And right. you know, most of the time, and I don't know whether this is something that you see in your in your practice as, a, as an acupuncturist, but you know, the, the the reason why people think they're there, or the reason they tell you why they're there, is not the real reason. And it's, no, it's getting down. Not. It's getting down to what is the reality, and and that why is is the one that that's going to answer that question. It's going to provide the insight. And the clarity, and more importantly, then it becomes the source of motivation. I know uh, a lot of people that that have problems with like their jobs. You know, they work very mm-hmm. difficult jobs, and right. they're they're stressed out, and they're you know they hate going to work. And yep. you know, I have to say, well, well, why are you doing this? You know, why why are you in this job? Why don't you change? And that becomes a question. It's like, well, maybe they really are afraid to change, or maybe they actually do love their job, but there's just certain aspects of the job that they don't like. Maybe they just don't, they feel overworked or they feel underpaid or underappreciated. And when you start getting into the whys, then it creates a shift and you go, well, hey, it's not that I hate my job. It's just, I don't like the working environment or I don't like my co-worker or whatever it is or they do uh-huh. discover it hey there's this isn't really what i want to do with my life and and i'm only doing this for uh a, you know i'm doing this for a short term so getting to those whys man it's just like you just gotta yeah, when, dig in when you get them to the point where you can especially the ones who tell you for example they go to work just for their paycheck I mean, honestly, I asked the question, like, why, like you said, why are you doing this to yourself? And yes, it is. A, it's a, 
A question that we can ask, and we know that the answer is not so simple, so it's not that we are idiots asking the question that is, say, well, why do, why do you stay there? Why don't you quit your job? I mean, the answer to that we know is not a simple answer. There are a lot of things that come connected to that, but we are asking you ultimately to question your fear. So why are you staying in that job that you know is not fulfilling you, and why are you afraid to do the thing that will fulfill you? Where is that breaking point? So where is the place that you know that you stumble? Are you really okay with the, uh, maybe it will take you 12 months or uh, maybe it will take you maybe six months, I don't know, to actually build up the thing that you love to do, that you really want to do, and be okay with having this tremendous shift in your life. Maybe you go from a six-figure job to like making $20,000 uh, a year uh, but you know you're doing something that you absolutely love. I mean, are you okay with that? So asking the why question and simply saying, like, why are you, why don't you just quit? Why don't you do something different? People think when I ask that question, well, geez, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, I've heard that from uh, a number of individuals, and then I have to remind them that I understand that this would be a very challenging choice, but you must be able to ask yourself that simple question, just yeah. like what is your why? Yeah, because any level of change, whether we're talking about jobs or relationships or your health or whatever it is, uh, the process of change is inherently uncomfortable. Yeah, it, there's, no, there's no getting around it because right. you're, you're moving from the known to the unknown and we don't like the fear. But when we right. have that, that strong enough why, you know, it's, it's like, hey, you, you say to somebody, how fast can you run? You know, run as fast as you can. And, and they kind of dog it. And, you know, oh, this is as fast as I can. Well, you know, set the house on fire and see how fast they move. It's going to be different. You know, when mm -hmm. when your survival is dependent upon you doing something, that's, you know, that's a big why. You know, if I don't mm -hmm. do this, then I'm, I'm not going to survive this. Then you will do whatever it takes to get there. So, right. You know, for so many people in life, uh, you know, it's taking that, that too casual approach. Well, you know, yeah, I want to get in shape, but eh, yeah, I would rather sit around and watch football and, and, and eat potato chips. Yeah, so the why yeah. isn't that strong? <laughs> you know, when, when the doctor comes in and says, you know, if you don't start exercising and lose 50 pounds, you're not going to see you know, your child graduate from high school or your or your, your your child get married that's right that's a big why you know, yeah and, sometimes and the the image of not having something is much more powerful than the image of having something right so some people are they they're more moved to action by the scared tactic yeah. So. Well, yeah. We, you know, we're either uh, we're either running from pain or, or chasing pleasure, and uh, right. you know, nine times out of ten, the the fear of something uh, taking something away from us or, or creating problems for us is, is going to be the motivation that that gets us moving. Uh, it's not unfortunately. Right. I, I guess unfortunately, it's the motivation that works for most people. 
but uh, yeah, I, I love uh, you know you know me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, uh, a motivational junkie, and <laughs> I spend all my time reading and listening to podcasts and stuff like that. Right, and, you and me uh, both. You know, it's the the idea. Uh, I can't remember. I heard this first from Tony Robbins or Joe Dispenza that you can you can change. Uh, you could change from a point of distress and you know desperation, or you can change from a point of joy and excitement. You know, you can just wake up one morning and say, "You know what? I just really want to do this," and you do it out of that state of happiness, as opposed right. to, "Oh crap! If I don't do this, I'm going to die." You know, they're two different states. But uh, most of us won't, will only move when we're in that state of fear and pain and desperation. And, and it's really, mm-hmm. it's a shame that, that we don't, and I know I've done that in the past, you know, uh, and I still fall back into that. But I do try to consciously look at life and say, you know, what are the things that I like to change? Not what are the things that I have to change so much as like, what are the yeah. things that I would like to change? And then tie them to that strong why and then do it from a place of this is something that I'm choosing to do, not something that I'm being forced to do. Yes, and I have like a brief experience uh, working with a patient in the past and they were coming to see me for issues related to anxiety, which is a very common, uh, I don't, it's not an ailment. I don't consider that an ailment at all. I just consider it like a life experience. There's something going on in somebody's life that they're having a little bit of difficulty uh, maneuvering about. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're calling it anxiety, and they come and see me for this to try to get a little bit of treatment, a little bit of healing nature. And we have a long conversation in the treatment room before I ever put any needles into the person. And I part of the conversation was revolved around the fact that you have control over your emotional state, a hundred percent. Now, physiologically, when you experience an emotion for the first time, it stays within you for a roughly 90 seconds. So there's a book that was written by Jill Bolte Taylor called My Stroke of Insight. Very powerful book about her experience actually going through a stroke and learning or relearning, I should say, how to use her body. But she could actually remember each stage of the stroke. It was really interesting. I think she's a neuroscientist. Uh, And she was talking throughout this book about how physiologically your emotions last inside of you for roughly 90 seconds, which means that after that first 90 seconds, anything that you experience that you call an emotion is under your control. Mm -hmm. So you choose to have the emotion initially, which is triggered by something, unless you're you're not trained to avoid that trigger. And then 90 seconds later, you can either hold on to it or you can let it go. It's like anger. You can get really pissed at somebody for cutting you off on the road, but the more you work at it, the easier it'll be for you to get over it. So within 90 seconds, you have that power. And the person I was working with in the treatment room with anxiety, once they heard this, they eventually, within the next several days, they came back to me and they were so excited because they said, that I haven't had an anxiety attack in more than 48 hours. And they were, they were having them multiple times a day. So to be able to... Uh, 
have an impact on an individual without even putting needles in them, number one, but to just have a conversation to try to invite them to the fact that you have control over your emotions, but not just your emotions, but you, I mean, you have control over your why. Right. So whatever it is that you are working towards in your life, you control how you get there. It does not matter what comes in front of you in your life, who is in your life that you may be giving you, you may say be giving you anxiety or creating this fear inside of you, whatever relationship-related distress that you have, any of that can be controlled by you by ultimately coming back to understanding what it is that your why is. So let me ask you, Jose, because we've talked a lot about why and you asked me first. So what is your why? Well, I think my why is that I just love to see what's possible. And I love learning. Okay. And and for me, it's the, the why is always in a, a. I'm always looking for the, the next why. I'm always looking for the next how, when. I'm just full of questions, and not not questioning life in a uh, a negative like oh why me sort of thing. It's like <laughs> you know me what why me uh, and just you know an excitement in. Every uh, yeah, everything that happens, even though yeah, there's certain things that happen that you certainly wish, yeah, you know, you, d- you didn't plan. It wasn't it wasn't your choice. Uh, well, it was your choice, uh, but you know, it's not like the way you had your life scripted. Uh, but uh-huh. you know, when when things go sideways and you're able to go, wow, there's a lot of opportunities here. There's opportunities for a whole new uh, experience, and, and every experience gives me more knowledge. And the combination of knowledge and experience is wisdom. So everything I I go through in life is just helping to become wiser. And the use of my wisdom is to help other people to live a better life. So yeah, that's my why. It's like yeah, if if I'm not constantly learning, if I'm not constantly trying to improve the things that I do then I can't help other people to make the best of their lives, to give them mm-hmm. the encouragement, the guidance, the coaching that, that they might need. And, and in a lot of ways, things that I had missed, some ways I, there are things I had when I was younger. I was fortunate to have some of those things, but there were some key areas of my life that's like, man, I really wish uh, that someone had told me about this 20 years ago, or 30 years ago. Uh, as I'm pushing 60, I wish they had known this even longer than that. But mm-hmm. uh, that that's kind of like my why. It's like there's there's so many things out there. There's so many questions that I don't know the answers to yet. And every time I learn a new answer, I, I find you know a million new questions. So it's like every day is full of excitement for me. So it's like Christmas. Yeah. So yeah, that, it is. It's it's a, a level of excitement. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear more. No, that's uh, that's basically it, man. You know, I, I and I, I feel that personally, and I, I think we all really are destined to be the the caretakers of the world. Uh, our our job should be 
for each and every one of us to try and leave this place a little bit better than the way we found it. And yep, I couldn't agree more. And and I think that for me, that's a huge part of my why. Is if I in if I don't push myself, if I don't try to learn more and share more and help more, then I feel like I'm not living up to my obligation as a human being. So that right. yeah, that, that's that's a pretty heavy heavy weight. But uh, I don't I don't despise that i don't look at it you know with the uh, again the why me kind of things like well why not me uh and why not mm-hmm. you and why not anybody we're, we're all given the same fundamental gifts we're all given the same fundamental ability some of us have uh, a little bit more of one than the other but we all have the ability to reason to communicate to have empathy to uh to learn to process to share to love. We have all of the same capabilities. The things are going to move us forward as a civilization. So if you're not using what you've been given, that to me is the biggest waste, the biggest sin that any of us can commit. That's right. That's right. We are all gifted with so many things in our lives and it could be anything from children to an amazing job uh, to uh, anything being gifted with a talent a skill something of that nature and in like in a young age if you realize that you really enjoy something and then throughout the next decade or two of your life you're doing something that you know doesn't necessarily align with whatever that skill or talent is but you know you should be doing it is it too late of course not so never, uh, I mean, life will take us in multiple directions all the time, anytime. And our goal is not necessarily to resist because we know, of course, through our Tai Chi practice and all that we understand with push hands and whatnot, that through resistance, that gives opportunity to the opposing force. Yep. So we want to be able to move fluidly with everything in our lives and not resist what comes in front of our why and don't don't uh, turn your head the other way and assume that it's going to leave so everything that is placed in front of us and this goes along with what you're saying and also it connects a little bit to my why as well which is we always have something to learn there's always something to gain there is possibility and opportunity in everything that comes into our lives even the hardest parts of our lives because it's a chance for us to grow and it wouldn't be there if there wasn't a reason for it to be there. So yeah. whoever or whatever placed in front of us is besides the point. But being able to get to the next level may require you to go through that difficult time uh, in a business, in your work, in your relationship. Anything in your life is that is considered a challenge by you initially is ultimately the opportunity for you to grow and change and improve and get a little bit deeper and closer to the why aspect. Yeah. And I I think when people think about the whys, so I'll relate a story from my uh, competition days when uh, I, I really got serious about training I had set some some pretty substantial goals for myself and 
I wanted to win the uh, all-around championship at uh, the Taste of China at all Taiji championships, and I also wanted to be the national champion for the uh, the USWKF. So those were the two big national events, uh-huh. and that was that was my goal. Is I wanted to uh-huh. be uh, I wanted to be a national champion. Both of those. I didn't right. particularly know when. I just knew I wanted to do it. Well, I, I had like a five-year plan. Uh, uh-huh. I did it in three, and I won both of them in the same year. So, yeah, that was the first time anybody had ever done that. That was like unheard of. And and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that I set this really audacious goal for myself, and I worked my butt off. I did not, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was training like a madman. And when I felt like I wanted to take a day off, my why pushed me through, which was, I want to win. I want to win. Uh, I want to be the best trained. I want to win. And so I did that, and I won. And then the day I won that second award, and I felt so elated getting the award, and then like two hours later, I started feeling depressed. Because, you know, it was like... Wow, I had this why of why I was training, and now I've accomplished it. Now what? So that mm-hmm. because I solved that one problem, mm-hmm. I didn't have a why. So then I had to think about well, well, why am I going to train now? And I had to come up with a brand new why. Now I had the same thing happen to a couple of uh, of my students who who had some some uh, success and. You know, one of them uh, got through it and, you know, kept going. The other one got burnt out afterwards. It's like, okay, I did what, you know, I, I got my got my awards. I, right. I, I done. And then, okay, so there was then no motivation. And it was very easy to start blowing off class and to, uh-huh. you know, and then just stop training. So, yeah, that's- you know, it, it's, it's, it was for me, it was, it's, taught me the lesson that when you tie your why to an accomplishment or something tangible it's fleeting when it's something that's tied to an intrinsic uh, reward when it's tied to a, a higher standard a higher calling then it's never you, you you're always going to be chasing it and it's always going to be growing so there's never going to be a point where i'm going to feel like hey i've made it what next it's always right. for me it's going to be i'm still chasing i'm still i'm still moving to the next level because every step i take just opens up the door that shows me that there's you know 10 other doors for me to go through so I think that's that's right. a real key one for most people. It's got to be that really deep spiritual why. Yeah, there's uh, been a lot of cases I've heard of and read about, uh, like your own experience, where people reach that uh, fulfillment, they reach that goal, they get the championship, and then all of a sudden afterwards, maybe they make a whole ton of money like some of these boxers do, and then they end up going broke. Because they don't really know what comes next. The only thing they know is what they just won, and there's no higher that they can go. 
Right. So what is it is the what's the reason behind you actually doing it? When you can do that, then that goal, that achievement, that championship doesn't matter. It doesn't stand out anymore. It's just literally another trophy on the wall. And you're just sort of pulling them in, not selfishly even at that point. I can remember even myself being in Vegas uh, for my first big win uh, at the, the the Wushu Union Nationals, the one that you ran. Yep. <laughs> and that was an amazing experience because, I, yeah, all I wanted to do was my best. I had no intention of winning. I had no... Uh, I didn't have a trophy in my mind that I wanted to win. I knew that it would be a great thing to do, and if, 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 I think it, well, I thought it would be amazing. And at the same time, first, I, I don't. I still to this day don't know what it is that was pushing me through all the years of training. I, I'm sure I will get there uh, <laughs> because that was before I had kids. But there's there was a level of me that said, "You need to do this, and if you don't do it r well." then there's no point in doing it at all. So every time I trained, I, I pushed myself to the limit. Uh, every time I competed, yeah, I was nervous, but every time I went out, I, I tried to focus as best as I possibly could, and I did my best. And that was all that I cared about when I came home. And each time I came home, I ended up coming home with a number of trophies, or even in Vegas, I came home with a champion, uh, championship uh, trophy. So when you reach the point, and I didn't know my why, and I'm still trying to figure out what that why was back then, but when you have the why, then you can see all of the other parts around you disappear. And it's it's quite I, 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 it's very hard for me to put it in words. It's just magnificent when you yeah. can achieve something, and then around you, it's like, what's next? Where do I go now? Because that should be the next question. When you achieve a goal, if you're losing weight, let's come back to what our, we were talking about earlier. You lose weight. Okay, you've reached your goal. Now what? Yeah. What's next? Because if you don't have the what's next then ultimately that, that means that you're just achieving this superficial goal for a superficial reason and you don't yet understand your why. So what are, what are some final thoughts that you have on uh, developing a why for somebody? What could somebody do uh, that really has no idea on where to start in terms of answering that question, what is your why? Well, um, like I had mentioned earlier, um, my wife my little wi-fi process which i have a i think i still have a worksheet on the the pmag site where you can download that for free and okay it's uh it's just it's it's just a simple worksheet you know basically you don't need that you could you could do it on your own with just a piece of paper and just write down you know why 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 and whatever problem you're dealing with whether it's trying to figure out how to change a job or or change a relationship or how you want to approach your your physical fitness training start right. with your you know what it is you're trying to to think about 
and mm-hmm. ask that first why. You know, why am I doing this? Why do I feel I need to do this? Why do I want to create this change? And answer that question and then look at the answer that you gave and then ask it, ask again, why? And when you come up with that answer, ask again, why? And just keep going through that mm-hmm. process four or five times or, or until you just get stymied. And when you get to that last point where you can't answer it, then, you know, that's, that's what's telling you what your real motivation is. Once you've established that motivation, then use that. And let and whenever you have doubts, whenever you have fears, whenever you don't right. feel motivated to do whatever it is you need to do to get to that next level, go back to the why. And you say, this is why I need to do it. And this is why I'm going to do it. Yeah, I think I need to do that worksheet for what I was doing in my uh, the martial arts championships a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's make sure that we get that uh, worksheet up in the description for this podcast. So listeners out there, we will make sure we have that available for you. Um, Jose, you can provide that for everyone since it's your piece of work. And then you all out there can that's that's the that's the uh, Western Pennsylvania to me, y'all. Y'all out there can yins <laughs> get yins 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 can get on that right now. Uh, y- no, you can take a look at the worksheet, fill it out, and really really take the time to do it because this is not just a cool little experiment or some project. This is the underlying meaning of why you do what you do or why you aren't doing what you should be doing. So this is. Uh, uh, a powerful exercise, if you will. And I suggest that once you fill out the worksheet, that you post it somewhere, that you can see it every single day. Yep, remind yourself of the why. Yeah, because the being able to answer that question is going to give you so much more reason to do the things that you love or to continue doing the things that you're doing now in a way that you know that you would have a little bit more passion in doing them. So I, I, I have a day job in addition to being an acupuncturist and doing all of the things related to teaching, et cetera. I have a 40-hour-a-week job. So some people might ask me, well, why are you doing that? Why aren't you doing acupuncture full-time? Because uh, honestly, I get that question at least two or three times a week. And it's because I enjoy what I do. Why? Because I have control over what I do and why I do it. And I can go to my 40-hour-a-week job, which is completely different from what I do in terms of acupuncture and teaching, and I know that I will be able to enjoy it in every part of it because I have control over me. I have control over my why, and I know what my why is. And if, I, if for some reason I step in the quote-unquote wrong direction or away from the path of my why, then I know what I need to do to get back on track. So it doesn't matter where I am or what I'm doing. I'm in control. So ultimately, I believe that that's where each and every one of you can get to. Do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Justin, you want to wrap it up for us? Let's, yeah, let's wrap it up. So make sure you check out the worksheet that we will provide for you. Get the link up there so that all of you who are interested in exploring your why, which uh, we would also love to hear about. So wherever you're listening to us on this platform, uh, make sure that you 
throw in somewhere on Facebook. Uh, you could throw it up on My Metro Medicine. You can go on the Jose's page as well. And you can even tell us a little bit about your why. Or if you have questions on how to answer that question even farther, uh, then we can help you out. You can always reach out to us. And I think it's also a good point for us to remind you that if you hear a certain sound during our podcast, that if you let us know within 24 hours when that sound is played within this podcast and tell us what the timestamp is, say 23 seconds and or 23 minutes and 15 seconds, tell us in uh, on the My Metro Medicine page, go there, put a comment in with the timestamp, and we will invite you to ask us a question on the next episode. But don't forget that part as well. So uh, I guess on behalf of Jose and I, we thank you all for listening to the Kung Fu Equation, your solution to living a kick-butt life. Thank you all so much for being here. Jose, final words? Hey, ask why. Yes, love it. Ask why, everybody. That's it. See you next time. See you, buddy.